Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Back in January, um, we were praying, the leadership was praying in our living room, and I believe it was Jerry Langis was praying, and he said this one word, and then I was gone. I was not there. Um, Jerry prayed more than one word. But that one word, and I, I can't even remember what that word was, but I was gone. And whether you call it a, an open vision or what, I don't know. But suddenly, I was back on the farm where I grew up on. And I was about 10 years old. And I was playing ball, and the windmill beside... Um, the house, the wind had really picked up. And then the the wind stopped suddenly, and the windmill stopped turning. And I remember in the vision, suddenly stopped playing, and I looked up at the windmill because it had stopped. And then the wind picked up again, and the windmill started to turn and there's what's called the vane on a windmill and the vane moved until it caught the wind and then it started to turn and it's the momentum picked up and it started turning faster and faster and faster and I remember being so amazed and I can still, I, I feel like I'm there now of looking up again and seeing the windmill, how it had turned, and it was turning faster and faster, the wind had picked up, and it was connected with, with rods going down into the well, and then water gushed up onto the dry ground. And then as soon as it started, the vision had stopped, and it was like I was back in the room. And I thought, what was that? And do you know what the interpretation of that windmill was? I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll tell you a bit later on. But I I want you to ask yourself two questions. As I'm sharing, I want you to ask yourself two questions. What does that vision mean? And how does it apply to my life? So as I'm sharing, I want you to begin to ask God, Holy Spirit, those two those two questions. And my main scripture tonight is Proverbs 4.26. I'm going to share three different translations with you. And uh, I'll start with the New Living Translation, Proverbs 4.26. It says, mark out a straight and level path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. 
And then the English Standard Version says, Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. International Standard Version says, Carefully measure the paths for your feet, and all your ways will be established. So what I've done, I've done a mashup of three different translations, and I put them together, and, and just call it Max Mashed Up Amplified Translation or something like that. But I'm going to read it back to you with the three translations together. Ponder, carefully measure, mark out and make straight and level paths for your feet. Therefore, all your ways will be steadfast, established, and sure. And my first point tonight is, ponder the path of your feet. And I don't know about you, but life has a way of dictating to us. And it's like we get caught in this current of life and we get swept along. Well, I want to challenge you. Instead of having that life's current dictate to you, I challenge you tonight, begin to dictate to life. Okay? Begin to go against the grain. Begin to go against that, that pressure just to settle, that pressure just to be complacent, okay? And I don't care what age you are. We all have to wrestle <clears throat> with that, being swept along. And you know, before you know it, two years goes, five years. Even this year, you set some goals, and now we're coming into April almost. God is saying, dictate to life. Don't allow life to dictate to you. And then carefully measure the path. Begin to strategize. Begin to take stock of that path. And begin to be intentional about what you want to do. And the title of my message is, Streamlining Our Pathways for his purposes. So there's a, there's a point in, in doing this because I want you to streamline your life that what is removed is over here and then what is left, God is saying, if you will focus in those areas, you will accomplish much for the kingdom. So mark out that straight path. You know, um, when, when you, I'm a gardener, so I'm going to be using some gardener terms. You know, when you um, plant a garden, and I remember it on the farm, mom would, would stake out the rows in the garden. And when you have 10 kids, you have a very large garden. And mom would set out those, those straight, she would mark the rows out. And that's what God is saying. Mark out your rows. Strategize. It's like a blueprint. Be intentional about what you're doing. Amen. We all know the story of Gideon, right? 
Gideon and, and uh, how God raised up the most unlikely guy to lead an army against the Midianites. Um, Gideon was the most unlikely guy, right? But God saw that, God saw down the road. He saw what Gideon would do and accomplish. And so Gideon started with, I don't know, maybe 22,000 men in his army to go up against the Midianites. Um, you know, I almost always have a brain freeze when I, when I see, when I hear the word Midianites. And one time I almost said, the Mennonites. <laughs> you don't want to go up against the Mennonites. <clears throat> you, you will lose every time. But God raised up Gideon to go up against the Midianites. And what he said, Gideon, any of those men that have fear, I want you to send them home. And that army kept getting smaller and smaller. And I don't know, if I was Gideon, I would be wondering, okay, God, my army is getting smaller and smaller. And then, God, and then he said, take the men down to the stream and see how they drank the water. And then they were separated and sent. So that he was down to 300 men. And that may seem like a lot of men, but when you're up against the Midianite hordes, 300 isn't a whole lot of men. But those men were courageous. And you know, being courageous doesn't mean that you won't have any fear. It's just that God knew he could trust those men. You know, I can guarantee <clears throat> every person that has done something for God, that has accomplished something for God, that has stepped out, had a bit of fear. But courage is moving ahead in spite of some of that fear. So God is saying to you, I'm calling you to be courageous. And yes, I understand you will have some fear. But I trust you enough that you're going to step out and accomplish my mandate for my kingdom in spite of having some of that fear. So I believe that it is time, and I sense the urgency of this, it is time to begin some streamlining in our life. It is time to understand that that season that you think will never end, God is saying, it is going to end. And I'm not going to leave you there, but I'm going to move you into a new season. As I said, seasons begin and they end. And if we don't understand that, we're going to be looking back to what should have been or we're going to be doing some things for the sake of doing some things. And God is saying, it is time to release that and it is time to move into the new season. You know, there's a reason 
that God put eyes in the front of our head and not the back. God is saying, don't look back. You're not going that way. So he put eyes in the front of our head to look straight ahead. And as I shared this morning, growing up, I was convinced that my mother had eyes in the front and the back of her head. And you can imagine having 10 kids and keeping track. But God is saying, look straight ahead and move into the new season that I'm calling you. It's time. So what is it that you need to do to get to your destination? What is it that you need to... um, Judy, my wife Judy, um, she shared back in... Was it the last Sunday in December? With a message called, Stop, Start, and Continue. Stop doing those things that no longer have the fingerprint of God on them. Stop doing those things that no longer have the wind of Holy Spirit blowing on, okay? So stop, start. Start doing some things you know God has his finger on and you've been putting it off or you've been saying, God, like, kind of like Gideon, like, B, you got the wrong person. And God is saying, no, I don't have the wrong person. But you need to start doing some of those things that you know I spoke to you about. And then continue. Some of the things that you're doing now are great. So keep doing them. But take that up a notch. Take it up to another level. And and allow me to really move you into into those um, areas where you're continuing. So what do we need to do to stop um, uh, doing because it's not bearing fruit? And again, getting back to life dictating to you. Begin dictating to life. Begin to go against that flow of life and say, God, with your help, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to move into this area. So back to my open vision of the windmill. Here's what I believe is the interpretation. And you have to apply it to your own particular situation. When that windmill was blowing or was turning and the wind was blowing on it and then it stopped, I believe it represented areas of our life individually and I believe areas in the corporate church, in the local church, in that, that God is saying, that was for a season. But don't keep trying to continue what I did in that season. Understand that that was a great blessing in that season, but now there's a, mo- a new season that I want to take you into. And that windmill stopped. And if we don't know that the windmill, the things in our life, God is not breathing on anymore, then we have a bit of a challenge here. So then the wind picked up again in this vision, and that vein turned until it caught the wind, and it began to turn 
again. And the momentum began to go faster and faster. And you see all those blades on that windmill? They're, <clears throat> they're all pointing in the same direction. They all had the same angle. And that speaks to me of we are coming into a season where God is saying, the stronger you are in unity, the greater the momentum will be. Do you get that? The stronger we are in unity... And we've been kept divided long enough. And God is saying, if you, and I believe that each of those blades actually could represent a local church family. Do you understand that? And together is the corporate church. And there is incredible strength. There is an incredible power when we're all in unity and when we begin to catch the wind and that begins to turn faster and faster and faster, nothing can stop when there's unity. And that has been a great, disunity has been such a great tool of the enemy. And if we can move into unity and understand that, yes, each local church family has a mandate. And we need, yes, we need to understand what our vision is for our local church family. But there's a greater picture here. There's a greater mandate here, and it's called the kingdom mandate for taking cities, for taking regions, for taking nations. And we need to move from unbelief to belief. And it starts with unity. It starts um, based on relationship amongst churches and I'm so thankful for the growing relationship that CityGate has with Bethel. I'm so thankful for the, just the relationship and the friendships that are developing. And that's going to continue and grow. And God is going to add, depending upon how church, churches understand, that their mandate is much bigger. Much bigger than in, inside the four walls. And I believe that God is opening up a whole new kingdom mandate for us to understand and to grasp. And that's why I believe the season that we're moving into is one of great unity. And we need to resist the temptation to feel or to believe that one stream has it all. And that's why it's so healthy to have what I call Spiritual cross-pollination. Because we are definitely, definitely stronger together. And as we begin to turn and be part of that big windmill, there will be incredible, incredible quantities of water spilling up over this dry land. And we need to move beyond the whole thing of, well, I do this, this, and this, and I'm okay. And God is saying, it's not okay anymore. He's saying, there's a whole different region, city that I want you to conquer. And we need to once again become a conquering people. And to realize that we have a lot to contribute to society. 
So my challenge to you is, is to begin to seek God. What are those areas that are actually holding me back? And they may be good, but they're not God. Okay? And I believe there's going to be a discernment deepened within us to understand what is good, what is a good thing, and what is a God thing. And that's why we need to begin to streamline the pathway that we are on individually and as a church. Because a lot of those things are causing us just to settle and to become complacent. And God is saying, if you will release some of that spiritual baggage, it's springtime, it's time to deal with some spiritual hoarding. It's time to release some things so that you can flow a lot faster. And once that momentum goes, continues and becomes faster and faster, it is really hard for it to be stopped. See, when there's unity, it is really hard for things to stop it. Do you understand what I mean by that? That we're, we are all in roles and in unity. There is tremendous power. And I believe this is a season to rise up, to, to continue to develop the relationships, and develop relationships with the world. Don't be afraid of them. Because you know what? I can only speak for myself. I used to be one of them. I didn't grow up in the church, okay? That was the last place I wanted to be in. But when I say be comfortable with the world, you know what I mean by that. I don't say, I'm not saying you have to be all what they're doing or whatever. But God is saying, I want you to be comfortable out there and begin to release my kingdom mandate out there. Thirdly, and Lance Walno says this. Have you heard of Lance Walno? He said this. Create a space for God to show up. Okay? Create a space for God to show up. And so as you begin to do some streamlining, you're actually creating a space for God to show up big. And that's what we need to do today. So let this year be the, uh, the year that we leave the wastelands of our negative thinking and move into the land of promise through, and really it's down to one word, obedience. One word, obedience. And, you know, there's a phrase that unfortunately has crept into the church a bit. Everything that's done almost these days, it's based on feelings. Well, I, I, I don't feel like doing that. Or I feel like doing that. And some of that has crept into the church where we will say, well, I don't feel like God wants me to do that. Or I feel like God would, would have me do this. You know what? 
Very few of our decisions have been because we feel to do them. That comes later. But let's not allow that, those feelings to dictate the areas that God is calling you and I to streamline and, and, and streamline our path so that he can move through. So let's stop basing our decisions on that, how we feel. Can I get an amen for that? Yeah. yeah. Actually, um, Carlo, can you bring the worship team back up? I just want to feel that, uh, just feel that we want to move into something here. I want us to make, I'm big on, on uh, prophetic declarations. And the reason I'm really big on that is when we speak something out loud and publicly, it's released out into the atmosphere. And, it, and it's almost like God gets us, because once we, we declare something, it's like we can't get that back, okay? And it, and it actually changes and begins to change the atmosphere in our life and in the atmosphere around us. So I'm strong and prophetic um, declarations. So I want to um, speak some declarations, and I want you to repeat after me, okay? I want you just to be brave and, 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 and say these uh, phrases after me. Okay, here we go. It is never too late, it is never too late. To, stop to stop feeding my history. It is never too late to begin feeding my destiny. I choose to streamline my pathways so that you can fulfill your purposes through me. Okay, let's just do that one more time because I really want, I really want it to, to go out. I want it to pierce those walls. I want it to get right in our spirit. It is never too late, is never too late. To, stop to stop feeding my history. It is never too late, never too late. To, begin to begin feeding my destiny. I choose to streamline my pathways. So that you can fulfill your purposes through me. You and I have just declared some very powerful words. And we've released them out there. And so we're now accountable for, the, for those words. And let me prophesy this tonight. Um, I got this picture of this river. And I, I had I got it a while ago and I just feel to release it tonight over you a picture of this wide deep lazy flowing river and then as this river was coming to a narrow place in the river it began to flow faster and there was a roar 
and there was power released from it. And I believe God is saying over us tonight, if we will move beyond that slow-moving, contented river and allow Him to take us through that narrow place, and it may be scary, but God is saying, if you will allow me to take you through that narrow place, I will flow faster through your life. You will hear the roar of heaven through your life. You will hear the roar of heaven and power will be generated and released as a result of you releasing. Three things that God has promised. But we have to move. We have to allow ourselves to go through the narrow place. And some of you, God is saying, you can. You can move beyond that wide river and you can move into the narrow place. And if you will, by obedience, that one word, I will flow faster through you like you have never seen me flow. And you, yes, you will hear the roar of heaven. And God is saying, in this season, you will hear the roar of heaven through my church again. And you will have power release. I will release my power through your life. But you have to make that first step. You have to take that step of obedience. And I will back you up because I'm a God that you can trust. I am a faithful God as we sang tonight. And you will know that I can be trusted. And you will know in some of those situations where you said, God, I feel like you've let me down. God is saying, no. I'm a faithful God. You can trust me. And God is saying, I will flow with you on this ride. You will know my power and you will hear the roar once again. And God is saying, my church needs to hear my roar in the land again. So if I could have the ministry team come up, I want you to be very brave I want you to be very courageous. I want you to be very honest with God. And you can, my ministry team, you can, they, they're safe, they, they're, uh, they can be trusted, they, they flow in prophetic praying, uh, but they will join with you and they will align themselves with heaven on your behalf. 
God is saying, it's time for my church to move out of a comfort zone, complacency. And some of you, you may feel stuck, okay? How many have been stuck at times in their life spiritually? Let's be honest, we all have been stuck. And I had a graphic example of that a couple Sundays ago. Our, our grandchildren were visiting and they were sitting with me up at the front and we were having a, a it was a, a communion service and, and during the worship, I was being very spiritual. I had my eyes closed and I was praying because I wanted to be an example of my grandchildren, okay? And so I'm, I'm, I'm just there and I'm just being very spiritual and I'm praying and I'm worshiping during the worship. And I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I look over and it, my youngest granddaughter, Elsa, she looked at me and, and I smiled. And then I went back and I closed my eyes and I went back to being spiritual again. And then I, I felt the tap again a few seconds later and it was a little harder. And I looked over and with her big blue eyes, she said, and, and she had, um, she brought a, a little toy bucket with toys to play. And so she had put the toy bucket on the seat beside me. So she was sitting and she was at the same level as me. And the second time when she tapped me on my shoulder, I looked over and with her big blue eyes and she was quite annoyed. And she said, Papa, my butt is stuck in my bucket. Please help me. My butt is stuck in my bucket. Like, come on. And so she's half standing with the bucket on her little bump. And you know, God spoke to me at that point. God will use anything. He said, it is time to stop being spiritual. It is time to stop playing. It's stop, time to stop being complacent. And it's time to get rid of your little toy bucket. It is time to, to get unstuck. So, any semblance of being spiritual at that point in time just went out the window. But God is saying, Come to me, and I will help you to become unstuck. But it takes obedience. So I want you to come up here, um, pray, and, uh, and you will be amazed. I am believing that three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, you will have gone from here to here and we're going to join with you and I believe that our relationships will grow stronger we need one another to help us get unstuck we need one another and if you think you can do it on your own I think we really need to think again but God is saying my grace is there for you to become unstuck Let's pray before we uh, have time ministry.
Lord, um, Father, I ask that you'd give us an unrest this year. I ask that you would cause an unsettling in our hearts in a righteous way, in a good way. And Lord, I'm asking that you would help us to grasp the urgency of the season that we are now in. We now find ourselves in. And Lord, as you take us through that narrow part, Father, may we hear the roar of heaven. And Father, may we sense and, and, and have your power released through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you guys just want to continue worshiping, we'll, we'll begin praying here. want to encourage uh, our own church people especially sometimes when you uh, hear a message like this where God has stuff in our lives that he just kind of wants to clear out he wants to get rid of the clutter in our lives and he wants to put us on a narrow straighter path um, I believe every one of you in the room right now heard God speak to you and some of you it was a fresh revelation some of you was like yeah I've heard that before and sometimes you look at the front and you see people willing to pray for you, but you don't know who they are. So you automatically are hesitant. Can I tell you right now, I've, I trust every one of the individuals up here praying. So if you're not sure, just go on my trust. But here is the neat thing. When you let somebody pray for you that doesn't know you, if you just tell them, if God's telling you right now he needs you to be courageous, that's all you need to say. If God's telling you that there's just something that you need to get out of your life, that's all you have to say. You don't have to say what it is. And just allow them to pray and watch what God prays through them into your life and will speak to you in revelation that you know it's God because they don't know who you are. And there is a peace in that. There's an excitement to know God. What are you going to say? And so I just encourage you, come. If you haven't been prayed for tonight, come and receive some prayer from this great team and let them just pray over you and just see what God does and see what he says. I realize lots of people are still being prayed for up front, but for those who have been prayed for, those sitting in your seats, how many people have just got a touch from the Lord tonight? few people, hands, I know no one's listening to me, it's okay. I just want to say just publicly real quick, Pastor Mac, thank you so much for coming and sharing. Thank you for your team as they continue to minister. I just want to take this opportunity just to pray over you and Judy and the rest of the team. I'm, they're ministering, so I don't want them to stop, but we just want to pray over you guys. And so if you're part of our leadership, if you can just extend your hands towards Mac. And, um, see, they're still ministering. So I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to come and stand with you. We're just going to do this ourselves. How's this? This is two brothers. 
Father, I just thank you so much for Mac, Lord God. I thank you for City Gate and their heart. And Lord, just the unity, Father, of the kingdom mentality that, Father God, it's not churches, it's not denominations, there's one kingdom. And so, Father, we just pray a blessing over him and over Judy and over their leadership team. Father, God, I pray just a blessing over CityGate that, Father, what you are doing and what you have called them to do in our city, that, Father, God, you even, as, as he spoke tonight to us, but, Father, you even narrow it more, Father, God, that they can walk in that power and that anointing. And, Father, I just pray for any distractions now just to break off of, of Mac, Father, God, and to fall away in the name of Jesus. And that Holy Spirit tonight, as much as he has ministered this morning and spoken tonight that father tomorrow he's actually refreshed by the holy spirit and so holy spirit touch his life stir up a new anointing in him take him deeper with you and elevate him to higher places for your glory and so father i thank you for him i thank you for his friendship and i pray just a blessing over them and their church and father continue to do miraculous but unbelievable supernatural things through them in jesus name we pray amen amen god bless you brother message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.